You're listening to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. Hi, it's Lisa Birnbach, and how are you today? Are you hanging in there? Isn't that funny? People say, hang in there, hang in there. They don't say, hang in here. Where is there? I've always wanted to know, and yet I find myself saying that not only to people, but to you. I want us all to hang in there because history is being made every hour. The excitement, the pace of change, the the news is coming at us with such ferocity and such speed. You almost need to wear protective clothing, blindfolds, earplugs, knee pads, in my case, pearls, of course. But let's let's try to just plow ahead and go to the five things that made my life better this week. And maybe they will inspire you. Okay, number one, I just celebrated a birthday and I usually don't like my birthday. I, at number one, start to investigate, do an internal um, inventory of everything I did right and wrong, focusing on the wrong, the mistakes, the things not done, the things I said in anger, whatever it is, I find it an excellent opportunity for self-flagellation. But guess what? I didn't do that this year. So that is excellent. And I actually had, I think, my favorite birthday of ever. Uh, There was one really good birthday when my mom took about six kids from the third grade Um, and me to the match game to watch it being taped live. And it was the same night that the Beatles came to America. It was very exciting. And that was a good birthday. But this year was a really good birthday. And the social media birthday wishes were really great. And I know I kind of hate Facebook and I, but I need it, but I hate it, but I need it. But on a birthday, that stuff really feels good. So thank you if you were part of that wave of well-wishers. Number two, my boyfriend bought us tickets to see Paul Simon in his farewell performance at Madison Square Garden. And it was on my birthday and it was an incredible show, very poignant because he has played at Madison Square Garden many times and Paul Simon is a local local talent, local boy. Every time a song had some reference to New York, the audience went wild. There was a lot of nostalgia, a lot of people my age, thereabouts, whatever that is, sitting with us. I found I found one thing that was interesting. In the row right in front of us, there were two guys who were bearded and had hats on and payas, very Orthodox Jews, at a Paul Simon concert, dancing and standing up. And also there were next to them what looked like three 25-year-old girls who could not stop dancing. And good for them. They, They danced for me. Anyway, it was a really beautiful concert. I'm sorry he won't be performing there again, but you never know. On the blog at lisabernbach.com, I have listed the Paul Simon set list for his farewell tour. And you can look at it there. And it will probably evoke some good feelings for you because his music is the soundtrack for our generation or several of our generations. Number three, I'm calling this, why live here if you don't do this? I live in a city famous for theater, museums, concerts, culture. Yet I spend 
many weeks as anybody does anywhere else, watching the news, cooking dinner, reading a book, watching a video, doing a crossword puzzle, just doing stuff that you don't need to be in New York. You don't need to suffer to live in New York because it's not easy to live here. You don't have to spend the kind of money we spend to live in New York. And why do it? So this particular period has been very rich in culture for me. And I am also grateful for that. We went to see Sir Tom Stoppard, the playwright whom I consider probably the greatest living playwright in the English language. And he spoke at the 92nd Street Y. He was interviewed by Hermione Lee, who's a good, good biographer. She wrote the biography of Edith Wharton. And she is, in fact, his biographer. And that was kind of weird because I think she's only written biographies of those who have already died. So this is kind of, we were almost watching her work on her book and his brilliance is staggering. And English is his second language. He was born in Czechoslovakia. And when I see his plays, I often think I'm not even smart enough to understand them. And yet he talks about kindness, kindness between people as almost the greatest thing that man has invented or that God has given us. It was very touching. It was also nice to see a bunch of friends from college, other English majors who were there. It was a really nice night. And then I went to see the play, The Lifespan of a Fact, starring Daniel Radcliffe and Cherry Jones and Bobby Cannavale, a comedy about fact-checking and art. And where does art fall in the realm of truth and truthiness? The audience went crazy about it. So see it if you can. It hasn't even opened yet. Number four, my friend Jessica, who is in my life kind of a new friend, took me to a place called the Rose Mansion. It's not a mansion. It's in an office building. And it's not elegant. I guess it's kind of a laboratory for getting Instagram pictures. It was something peculiar. Groups of people, mostly women, were drinking tiny little, tiny, tiny little mouse-sized portions of rosé and then posing for pictures in an elaborate set. It's not for anyone who's dignified. I've put also pictures of myself on the blog You don't have to look at them and you don't have to go there. But I'm just telling you, it was a funny, fun thing to do. And I actually laughed as hard as I've laughed. Partially, I was just in awe of my friend who is a competitive Instagram photographer. I'm sorry for the segue because it's totally bumpy, but I just want to say again, I'm grateful for Robert Mueller. So you stay calm and act natural. Bye. That was Five Things with Lisa Bernbach. New episodes every Friday, if she remembers.